from the Voyager University Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to the Indie Life, the podcast. This is your voyage into the independent economy, that growing thing we all hear about. What is Voyager University? Voyager U is six chapters and growing of coursework online designed to help you launch your career as a freelancer, consultant, or fractional exec. Voyager U is an active community of independent professionals helping each other grow. Voyager U is an always growing library of business tools created specifically to help professionals become successful freelancers, consultants, and fractional execs. We even help with your side hustle. Hello everyone, my name is John Arms. In 2018, I created Voyager University with my partner in entrepreneurial crime, Jason Voyevich. We are modest Midwesterners who probably wear flannel and watch the wind chill factor. We are a practical people and we think choosing to live freely as a consultant, fractional exec, or freelancer is the most practical thing you can do in your career. Professionals who have been laid off, underutilized, or have hit a wall in their job join Voyager University so they can blaze a new trail as a consultant, freelancer, or fractional exec. In this podcast, I interview independent pros and influencers in this space, so you can take a look inside the wonderful world of career independence. Before we begin today's episode, remember, you can go to VoyagerU.com and subscribe to our community, and please do. When you do, you'll get connected with other independent pros where you can find leads, strategic partners, projects, and opportunities, and a ton of support. This is a place of support. You'll also be automatically connected to one new member each and every month, which builds your network from the get-go. Welcome, and I'm glad you're here. Oh, here we are. It's 2020. Welcome to the Indie Life, the Independent Life, Steph. Uh, Today, I'm speaking with Steph Sheeta. Pronounce it right. Uh, Steph is an independent communications expert pro. She's going to tell us a little bit more about that because there's more to Steph than that, which we're going to hear about. Steph, welcome to The Independent Life. I'm super glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Tell us about your business profile. Give us the details of what you do. I'd love to. So I help people accomplish their goals through communication. That can mean small and mid-sized companies. That can mean high school students who are applying to college and writing essays as part of their admissions process. It can mean large companies. My focus is really on what is your goal and how can we use communication to help you achieve that? A cabin in Northern Minnesota that I that I rent out with my husband and there's a lot to manage around that. And then I'm also co-authoring a book. So those are some of the things that keep me busy. Let's talk, let's, let's unpack each of those. So sure. t- tell me a little bit more, tell us a little bit more about the life as an independent comms person. And am I saying that right? Can I, can I mm-hmm. call you a comms person? Yes. Tell us more, what's that like as an independent professional there? I would say every day is very different. Um, it, you know, I, I, I am involved with clients of varying sizes in varying industries and different kinds of engagement. Some are internal communication, some are external. So it really is, you know, no, no two days are alike. Um, and it can be like really planful things, you know, things we, we know are going to come up that we are communicating about. 
And the nature of a communications person is there's a lot of unplanned things too. There's a lot of things that kind of come across my desk that weren't on my radar, you know, that morning or that earlier that week that need to be communicated and addressed. And, and that's just kind of the life of a communications person. It's part of what makes it fun. Very, very. Now, now yeah. what led you here? You know, you're an independent communications person. That's a part of your portfolio. Yes. What led you to this state of your career to be an independent comms pro? Yeah, a couple of things. I, I was always blessed and very lucky in my corporate 15 years in corporate that I worked for really amazing bosses and really great companies that gave me as much flexibility as you could expect a company to give you. I have really no cause for complaint on that front. But I just found myself wanting to really own my own life, wanting to 100% decide where my time went and how that looked, not wanting to have to kind of be on call this prescribed 40 hours a week um, when things were going on. I just wanted to own my life a little bit more. I wanted some more flexibility with my young kids. And honestly, more and more, I don't know if I was smart enough to realize it then, but looking back and and these days, one of the, the biggest values to me is not having all my eggs in any one basket. The way that COVID has hurt and helped certain industries, I've been able to sort of absorb that and deal with that in my own client portfolio. And it's made me really grateful that I've had that, that diversification of my, my work. So that makes, there's some linear sense there to me when you have 50, you say 15 years in, in the uh, corporate world or larger company world. Yes. So 15, 15 years there, which obviously gives you a lot of skills that you can bring to the marketplace. Um, but you added more to the mix. You added college essay writing as a as a portfolio, and you have an Airbnb, and you have a book. Um, why did you do that? You were just talking about the portfolio, so the diversity. Mm-hmm. What else drove you to do those things? Maybe talk about the college essay part of your business next. Sure. I think the other thing I'm getting increasingly focused on as I get further into my career is, you know, I love communications. I know communications and I thought I was happy doing that um, because I love what I do. But I found just sort of luckily stumbled on helping students with their essays. And when I really saw and felt that I was actually using my communication skills to help somebody, that was almost magical for me. So for me, what's really driving me these days is how can I combine kind of that natural gift and talent and experience with communication with that tangible feeling and and being able to see how I'm actually using those skills to help somebody, whether it's at an individual level or in smaller companies where, you know, maybe they haven't done communications in the past, but there's massive need there. That's what's what I'm chasing these days is how can I get that amazing feeling of knowing I'm helping somebody. So the uh, the college or not? I shouldn't say college students because they're not they're college students to be. Um, did you have an instance, or was there a niece or a nephew that needed your help, and all of a sudden it snowballed? Uh, tell me more about that. Yeah, I feel like it was a lucky discovery, and honestly, it was not even quite a year ago now that I had it. Um, I was just sort of sketching out who are different audiences besides those I currently serve who could use communication support of one kind or another and really started to get creative and think outside the traditional company, corporate, organizational world where I've been and think about individuals and different kinds of people who just need communication support. I had a lot of things written down on a piece of paper 
And for whatever reason, maybe like a little bit of serendipity, this high school students applying to college really jumped off the page. And I thought, well, why not? Let's just see how that works. And yes, to your point, I had some friends who were kind enough to, you know, offer up their children for me to work with. And really, it was like I said, it was honestly just genuinely magical. So my first meeting was at a coffee shop on a Friday night. I'd already had a long week of work. I'm going to do this unpaid thing. I was driving there thinking, am I crazy? Like, what am I actually doing here? And I came home bouncing off the walls. Truly magical for me. And and I'm chasing that now. It's like, I want more and more of that in my life, in my work. You know, I'm glad you said that because that's often missed. You know, when you package up 15 years of comms experience and turn into an independent comms person, that's great. That makes perfect logical sense. Um, scratching out the idea of helping somebody with comms and then sort of, well, maybe not serendipitously, but you you found your way into this college student or pre-college student thing. And clearly by, I can tell by your voice, you just, you just consume energy from that, which is a major driver of business success. Um, on that, how's the college essay business going? How's that part of your portfolio? Yeah, it's, it's going great. And this time next year, I hope it's a much bigger part of my portfolio. I try not to call it a side hustle because it's too important to me. And it is very central to my mission, which is to help people accomplish their goals through communication, whether that's people in a company or individuals. Um, but, you know, I'm a year in and I've done a lot of work to stand this thing up, you know, creating a website, creating thought leadership, creating a webinar, creating, creating, creating. But I'm really kind of laying that foundation to then be able to, I hope, massively grow this next year. It's a cyclical thing, right? So this summer kind of coming up again will be time for the next uh, batch of students to start thinking about their essays. And I'm primed and ready to go and have a lot of really exciting plans um, so that I can serve more students this coming year. If you like what you're hearing today, if you like hearing about professionals who are choosing the independent career, please join us at voyageruniversity.com. We're happy to have you in our community. Uh, If you join now, you can get 30 days for free. Just use the code NEWTRAIL, N-E-W-T-R-A-I-L, at checkout at www.voyageru.com and you'll get all the goodies and everything you need to support your either exploration or pursuit into the growing independent economy. We're glad you're here and back to our guest this week. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about the book. Yes, so I'm co-authoring a book with a good friend and former colleague of mine, and it's it's all about how compliance professionals specifically can be better communicators internally and externally wherever they happen to work. So it's really about helping folks in the legal profession um, who maybe aren't always known as being the best communicators, so I think that's a misnomer from my experience, um, just helping them have some tools. It's a workbook, really. So it's got worksheets and advice, really practical stuff they can use to kind of advance their agendas um, within their organizations, get more communication out that speaks to the end user's needs, not just what compliance wants to achieve. So this is really meant to be a stand-in in lieu of a corporate communications function to help kind of come alongside compliance and help them communicate well without that guidance available to them. So there you've got three parts of your portfolio all me- all meeting a market need. Um, one sounds like maybe it is a true hi- side hustle, maybe it's not, but you also manage an Airbnb property? 
We, I sure do. Yeah. So my husband and I have a cabin that we absolutely love and adore uh, in Emily, Minnesota, and we rent it out when we can't be there. And of course, as a marketing communications person, I take all of that really seriously from the listing to how we communicate with, you know, people who are inquiring about the cabin or staying at the cabin. We just bought a pontoon that we're going to be renting out because everybody asks for one and I'm working on the marketing of that. And I take all that really seriously. In fact, my, my, my wonderful husband is more of like the handyman up there, but when he wants to communicate with guests, I'm like, please don't let me take care of that. <laughs> that, that is a communications thing. So yeah, uh, and it does yeah. keep busier than you might think, especially in the throes of the busy season when people have questions and stuff. It, it's a little kind of quarter time job, like so many of the things I do. Wow. Well, that's a good, that's a, uh, that's, that's impressive, you know, for, for uh, a portfolio career. And uh, you sound like someone who's got a lot of energy to share with the world. So it probably requires that, but you've got it under control uh, because you're, you're here and you're happy talking about it. That said, nothing comes without its challenges. What, what obstacles, you know, what do you, what, what dogs the independent professional that you see through your lens? What are you, what are you struggling with? Yeah, I think the thing that I'm really working on that has plagued me these first couple years in business and that I'm trying to fix is, you know, I have a really clear vision of where I'm trying to take my business. I've got a lot of restless energy and ambition to achieve it, but I need to pace myself and do it in a way that works for my health, my family my life. And that, you know, I haven't always struck that balance, especially at the end of 2020, kind of that last mile before the end of the year, man, I was burnt out. And I just realized, you know, if, um, you know, if, if this isn't working for me, and if I'm not having fun creating this, then why am I doing it? The journey isn't fun, the destination won't be either. You know, for so long, kind of doing my own thing was that destination and oh, life will be perfect and wonderful when I get there. And now I'm there and I've put a new destination in front of my mind about where I want to take things. And I fall into the trap of, oh, everything will be perfect if I can just get there. And that's not the, like, the point is to enjoy the journey and to, you know, take care of yourself and those around you. Because why are we doing this if, if that's not what we're able to accomplish? Uh, yeah. Are you finding uh, ways that you can share that um, that help you enjoy the journey as you're doing this? Yes, a lot of them newly implemented as far as, you know, being at the beginning of 2021, but so far so good. So I'd say a couple things. I'm really working hard on where I am able to delegate parts of my business and contractually there are things I can't, but there are other things I can delegate and get support and help with and I'm really pushing myself to do that. You know, I fall into the trap of making assumptions like, oh, I know too much about that. It would be quicker for me to just do that, whatever. And suddenly everything on my to-do list is mine to own. And I'm, you know, working 60 hours a week. So I'm really trying to take a fresh perspective on that. And that allows me to invest in and lift up other women who are trying to do what I'm doing. And that's really important to me as well. And then I am, um, I'm kind of doing like my version of managing my personal life, which is really having some clear goals around personal things I want to accomplish and tracking them in a weekly scorecard. Like I'm not tracking the work stuff anymore. That is not a problem for me. I do the work more than I should. For me, I'm really focused on tracking. I'm trying to learn how to play guitar. Did I touch my guitar, you know, five or more times this week? How's my exercise? How's my sleep? How's my food? How's my time with my husband, time with my kids? Um, 
all of that. And, and so it's, there's a Sunday scorecard that I do that I customize and kind of look at how that week last week went on. It does require structure. You've got to write things down. You have to have a cadence. You have to have a scorecard to see how how well you're doing. Um, That's good advice. Uh, And and is is it working for you pretty well? I know 2020 is fresh. Yeah. 18 days in today, but yeah. uh, So far so good. Absolutely. And and I track it daily and then I kind of summarize it weekly. So even daily, I can see, oh, I kind of fell down on that yesterday. And it's okay. You can't do everything every day, but it gives me a new perspective. Okay, today, my focus is going to be that thing I didn't get to yesterday. And I'm going to put some more emphasis on making that work. Yeah. You know, one thing I've noticed as an independent professional is um, life has returned to a simple one page. Uh, back when I was running companies and doing things and you know, life was spreadsheets, spreadsheets of people and spreadsheets of activities. And, but I, I look at my day and I'm like, mm, this life I can keep track of like you do, but it's not a 30 page spreadsheet. It's 10 boxes on a, on a, on a piece of paper each day that I just make sure I check off. Maybe that's yeah. maybe one of the greatest things is, you know, less is more, less yeah. is more. This episode of The Indie Life comes to you courtesy of BusyWeb. BusyWeb has a wonderful tagline, helping you generate buzz without getting stung. They are outstanding at helping you find new customers and nurture them in a way that is making customers happy, making you happy, uh, everybody's happy when you work with BusyWeb. They have a wonderful little tagline, helping you generate buzz without getting stung. I've known Dave and Jen, uh, who are behind the the brains behind BusyWeb for a long time. Also outstanding people, and that has a lot to do with business success. So look them up at www.busyweb.com and give them a call and ask for Dave or Jen or Trigby, and they can help you start to explore a better way to find and nurture customers for your business. Outstanding at B2B, B2C, uh, and just about anything else that has to do with digital marketing. They're a HubSpot shop. Uh, or at least pros, certified pros, and they are certified by Google. So a lot of good chops over there. Check them out at BusyWeb. So yeah. um, on that note, tell me, uh, there's there's a lot of people that are doing, that are looking into doing this, whether by, as I say, by choice or by force. They either lost mm-hmm. a job or they just can't you know, sit in traffic or deal with the full-time thing anymore. Um, do you have any advice or counsel somebody who's going into this now to share? You know, I would sort of kind of build on what I said before, which is be smarter than me. Don't wait till you're 18 months into this to put some structure around your entire life, not just your business and what you want this to look like, the role you want work to play in your life, the role you want the rest of your life to play, have some personal goals and get addition to your business goals, track how you're doing on them. I wish I would have done that a lot sooner, honestly. Um, And then like, this is a very simple one. And I hope most people listening are already doing this, but I wasn't again, to my discredit for the first year and a half invoice people electronically. My accountant is so much happier with me after I started doing that in 2020. And for whatever reason, I was reticent to let go of control, which I didn't lose any control. I don't know what I thought those manual invoices were doing for me, but my business grew in 2020. I could have never kept up with it and, and done what I needed to do. If I was like going through, you know, PDFs and word documents that I'd been sending out before. I mean, 
the, the electronic invoicing has been a massive game changer for me. And my accountant just logs in in the back and sees how I'm doing and takes care of my quarterly taxes and stuff. And so it's, it's a small thing, but it was, again, one of those lessons learned for me. So I, it comes to mind when you ask. That's huge. Isn't it funny? That simple thing. Is there a certain technology you use for that? I like um, FreshBooks. It's, it's kind of like QuickBooks, but for slightly more creative people who are more into Word documents than spreadsheets. And mm-hmm. so it's got a, just a bit of a different interface and stuff. But I love that you can just go in and log your time and kind of build your invoice throughout the month. And then at the end of the month, it's ready to issue. And it's it's great that way. You probably save a lot of time doing it that way, don't you? Tons of time. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, I'll, I'll put a link to FreshBooks in this podcast so people can, can uh, be as smart as Steph as you <laughs> pursue this independent career. Um, Let's back up a little bit, uh, you, you, you know, look at this industry. You've been in it now for a while and, you know, uh, you're successful at it. You've got a balance and you've got you've got a business or several businesses. Um, are you seeing any macro trends in this category, this independent professional category? And if so, what, what are you seeing? You know, I think not unique to me, but I'm just observing. A lot of people want in on this. You know, the word fractional is like thrown around in every industry now, not just in marketing or, you know, in operations, Um, really creative uses of the word fractional. Actually, I think we've run across at times and good for these people. They're doing, you know, exactly what we're doing in whatever corner of the world they sit in. So I just think people are um, it's everything we've been talking about. People want to own their own lives. They want, you know, some variety. Maybe they want to sort of recession proof themselves or kind of protect themselves from putting all their eggs in any one basket. And it's good for companies and people understand that, right? You can get great sort of tenured experience and not for the cost of a salary and benefits. Like it's a win-win. And I think people really get that and are, are drawn to that space. And so I'm just seeing more and more people coming like a moth to a flame. That's definitely what I'm observing. Isn't that something? Cause you know, even less than a year ago, it wasn't that way. There was still either a fear or stigma or confusion around it, wasn't there? Yeah, I think potentially there was. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, absolutely lots of people out looking for work given, you know, the pandemic. And there is still this perception, even from people who've lost their jobs, that what I do is riskier than having a full-time job. And I had to really nicely say to one person I was networking with, with all due respect, you're the person who just had your entire income taken out by one company who's coming to me for advice. I get it. Cause I, I had that mindset for 15 years, but now my mindset has flipped and I feel like what I do is the safer bet. Um, it comes with other kinds of, you know, ups and downs, but I feel like I'm, I'm sort of financially sort of more protected than that person who, you know, is out suddenly having to network like crazy because, you know, they have a, they have to find a new job. They just had their job taken away and their entire income with it. Mm-hmm. So your point, like, even for those who are actually going through it, there can has in the past been this perception that what we do is too risky and too uncertain for many. And again, I think that's really changing to your point, but it's, it's kind of a fascinating thought pattern to disrupt. Yeah. The, um, what do they say? You know, COVID has accelerated uh, so many things. And not just business conditions, you know, not just the factual business conditions of we don't need as much real estate maybe as we did before. We do need more technology, maybe more bandwidth as we did. 
but also that real estate in between the ears, the perceptions of independent life is scary and risky. And that comes, like you said, that comes out of the mouths of people who had maybe a 20-year career somewhere. And they lost it, and they maybe got a two-week severance, and you know maybe not a whole lot of contribution to a four hundred one k. So they're really, it's it's tough, and 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 as you and I would argue, quite unnecessary, mm-hmm. quite unnecessary. But I think I think COVID is going to continue to not just change market dynamics, but change some space in between people's ears on that. Yeah. On, on what really is a safe career, and who really is in charge of it, and where do, where do you really get the security? And like anything else, look in the mirror. That's the best place to go. Yeah. <laughs> for that's that. True. The Indie Life is brought to you by Brimacomb Capital. Rick Brimacomb is the brains behind Brimacomb Capital. Brimacomb is fantastic at helping early stage growth companies find how to get through the next stage. So if you are an entrepreneur or an early stage company and aren't quite sure, maybe you've got some customers going, you've got some traction, something's going, but boy, what is the... What does it look like to break through to the other side? What do you need to know that you don't know? Who do you need to know? What resources are out there? It takes a lot. It's one thing to be a visionary and entrepreneur. It's another to have that discipline and overall wisdom. Highly recommend looking at Brimacomb Capital, www.brimacombcapital.com. Have a conversation with Rick. He is the Rick Brimacomb of Brimacomb Capital. He will steer you in the right direction for sure. He's a great advisor. I know this from personal experience. Outstanding advisor, has helped a ton of emerging businesses and is currently helping a lot of emerging businesses get through to the other side. So have a conversation with Brimacomb, Rick Brimacomb, that Brimacomb Capital and see what you can do to bring your business higher and grow faster than you had imagined. Um, let's talk about family. So you've got some kids and you're a professional independent person. And so how is the family life and balance in this career? Tell me, is it better than having a full-time thing somewhere? Is it worse? Is it different? Talk a little bit about the family balance. You know, it's such an interesting question to answer because I really am probably working as hard or harder than I ever have. It feels different, so I'm happy to do it. But, you know, again, I had so many kind of rosy colored glasses views of how I would relate to my kids in my own you know, in my own business. And I tell people all the time, I drop them off at daycare as I, as early as I ever did before. Um, you know, cause they're hard, by the way, my kids are really young. So that's, they're hard. They're three and eight, and it can be easier to sit down at my desk and work because I can control that way better. Right. But, but at the same time, you know, I'm in charge of my life. And so if there's, I mean, there really aren't events at school right now, but you know, when there's things to be done that I want to do for my kids, it's just not a question. I do them and, and nobody else's schedule is going to get in the way of that. Um, so it's interesting cause I don't technically spend a ton more quantity of time with them, but I'd like to think, um, my quality of time is better because I'm just super, energized and happy about what I'm doing. And I think that translates to them. I love setting an example for them about, you know, doing something like this and what that can look like and, and being happy to go to work and, 
um, and enjoying what you do and, and wanting to serve others. I, we talk about that at home a lot. So it's all interconnected, but you know, yeah, I, I, uh, the kid thing is interesting. I think also people will tell me, you know, as your kids get older, that might change. They need you in different ways. They don't need you in other ways. And so it'll continue to evolve. But in my spirit of kind of right, kind of, um, like right fitting my life in 2021, one of the things I'm trying to really do is block out the little half hour time spot every day when my son gets off the bus and walks through the front door. And you know, before I was just kind of waving him in and continuing on my calls. And then I thought like, you know, again, if I can't greet him for 10 minutes when he gets off the bus and ask how his day was and get him set up with his homework, why am I doing this? And it's as simple as blocking three o'clock on my calendar for 30 minutes every day and putting it purple. And so um, that's just another thing I'm working on. And it's, again, it's a small thing I would not have been able to do before in a corporate environment. I can do that every single day now and nobody's going to notice it's going to be, you know, my work is going to be just fine as a result of that. That's, so that's really cool. Cause you're, you're right. You know, you, you, the only calendar it matters to is your own. When you put that on your calendar, nobody's going to question it. Nobody's going to say you can't do that. You don't have to get in your car, drive home, get them off the bus and get back to work. You know, there's certainly, I can see why you say the quality of time is, is a lot better. And you probably are finding more opportunities that just weren't available for just by the parcels of your time are more, more accessible to your family, which is awesome. Yeah. If you like what you're hearing today, if you like hearing about professionals who are choosing the independent career, please join us at voyageruniversity.com. Um, we're happy to have you in our community. Uh, if you join now, you can get 30 days for free. Just use the code NEWTRAIL, N-E-W-T-R-A-I-L, at checkout at www.voyageru.com, and you'll get all the goodies and everything you need to support your either exploration or pursuit into the growing independent economy. We're glad you're here and back to our guest this week. Um, let's talk about women in the workforce, women in the independent workforce. It's something that, um, you know, we see a lot of disparities of. And, uh, and, and so tell me, what are you seeing uh, there? And, and what do you think we need to work on better as an industry for women in the independent workforce? Gosh, that's a really interesting question. I think, um, you know, women continue to, um, you know, and I see great examples of this, but I, I guess I'm speaking personally, maybe more than anything. I continue to work on being brave about asking for what I want, whether that's, you know, the arrangement, 1099, W-2. I just had a conversation about that the other day. Um the, the, when you can come to a meeting, when you can't and why your rate, um, like, I don't want to say that women struggle with that because I, just because I do, doesn't mean all women do. Many women have no issue with that. But for me personally, I'm working on that, you know, um, asking for what I want and being brave about that and understanding there's plenty of people that are surrounding me in any environment that are getting exactly what they want. So why can't I be one of them? You know, I don't know if that's a gendered issue or an, I mean, there are aspects of that that are kind of a gender thing, but there's stuff that's not too, you know, um, I think it's just about really being clear about what's going to make something work for you, what makes it worth it. And then just being brave about asking and you'll more often than not get what you want and nobody blinks an eye. And it's like, well, what were you so scared of, you know, in the first place? Yeah. You've, you've identified 
identified, and you've told me this before, you've identified helping other women in business is one of the things that you're really focused on. And, yes. and um, uh, so talk more about that because that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's noble work. And I've you and I have talked about this. I've always been frustrated that, you know, the, 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 the some of the things that are in the workplace, you know, women earning 70% of the dollar of men I and mean, the injustices that are there, yeah. um, you know, even the things that even bother me more, like you have to, you know, get out your keys before you enter your car when you're walking through a parking lot after work. And there's so many dimensions to it. Um, how do we square this up? How do we address this? Yeah, you know, and, and there's a lot out there right now, too, about like women are more stressed than ever with COVID because they take on the bulk of the distance learning and, the you know, all the new roles that we all have in addition to the work and everything else. You know, I will say like, I, all I can do is control what I can. And I try really hard to do what I can. So, you know, I've got some subcontractors, I've got, you know, an intern, I've got um, other folks, I'm constantly saying, you know, your rate, you're telling me your rate is this, well, guess what, I'm going to pay you more, because I think you're worth that. Or, you know, I won't pay somebody less than this. And you're, and you're, you're coming in low, and you should know that you should be coming in higher. And it's easier for me to do that for someone else than for myself. But to what extent I can, I do it for other people all the time. Uh, so you're saying what you've done is you've really taken it to down to your business level is how you pay your vendors, who you select as vendors, how you counsel them, who you work together with. You've taken it down to the street level, which is awesome. Not everybody thinks about it that way. Sometimes people think, where can I write a check or what group can I join mm-hmm. or what? Not that those aren't important, right? You know, what what uh, thing should I go spend time on? Maybe a volunteer cause. Um, for an issue that's important, like women's issues in business, but you're taking it right down to how you operate your business. Yeah. I'm also, you know, one thing I thought about a lot as I reflected on kind of how this has gone so far in my business, I'm not doing enough to give back truly. And so I'm in the process of kind of onboarding and talking with a a pro bono client. I want to add to my very busy plate because I want to feel like I'm giving back. And and it's an organization that's really focused on uplifting women, kind of helping women out of tough situations. And it excites me a lot to think about contributing. Again, that, that idea we talked about earlier, you know, communications comes really naturally to me, but when I can marry that with seeing how it's actually helping, it's magical. So it's, it's a win-win, you know, if I can help an organization that wouldn't otherwise have communication support and I can see that I'm doing that, it's good for everybody. So that's a big focus for me in 2021. Okay. That is a wrap. Thank you for giving us 30 precious minutes of your day today. We hope we shed light into the independent economy for you. It's always interesting here, always growing, always amazing. It's a very dynamic space, and I'm glad you're interested in it. The Indie Life, your voyage into the independent economy, is produced right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm your host, John Arms. Be sure to join us next week as we explore yet another amazing independent career in motion. Until then, explore your independent side. Is there a author or person or place you go for inspiration? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I mean, I'm I'm like the person who's always got a stack of business books beside her bed. Um, there's a couple things recently that I've read or consumed that are really interesting. One is um, a book called The Business of Expertise. I don't know if you've read it. 
but it was, it's just an incredibly entertaining, insightful business book more, more so than most, I would say, but it just talks about how do you be an expert in what you do and how do you get acknowledged for that and paid for that? And it's all about um, identifying patterns amongst what you see across industries and clients. And that's something that we do naturally, but I think we don't always communicate that super clearly, but that's what establishes you as an expert and and makes people want to work with you. So that was super interesting. And then just on the personal side, you know, some books about the fact that you're, you're creating things all the time, but you're also receiving. And if you open yourself up to receiving, you can receive so much more than you can possibly create. And again, being very productivity focused, that has been like a big aha for me. And, and I'm working really hard on that. Even just opening my eyes to all the things I'm constantly receiving, not just what I'm creating has been kind of a mental shift lately. I haven't even thought about that, but when you think about it is what you can receive and what you can give, obviously there's 10 X more than you can receive just by virtue of the math. But um, what an interesting dimension. I don't even think about it that way. And I think you brought up something really important. You know, um, you have to give, you know, karma really matters in this in this industry. And uh, the more you give, the more you get. And maybe that has something to do with that. Steph, what uh, tell tell us uh, if people want to find you, where do they go? What's your website? What's your URL? What's your handle? It's Steph at CheetahCommunications.com. And awesome. Cheetah is not easy to Steph. spell. So if you can figure it out, it's a win. I'm out there as Steph Cheetah on LinkedIn. And then I've got a couple of websites, um, uh, CheetahCommunications.com and then TwinCitiesCollegeEssayCoach.com. Those are kind of, you know, the outline what I do. And, you know, I'm on some other socials, but not super great. It's really LinkedIn is kind of where I put a lot of my focus these days. Steph, thank you. This has been, I have enjoyed this thoroughly. It's it's always good to kind of dig deep into somebody's business and learn more in the life. And um, if, if we get a chance, will you come back? Will you come back to the indie life? I would love to. That's uh, awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time today. I appreciate it. For everybody listening, my guest, our guest today has been Steph Sheeta. I pronounced it right. Uh, Sheeta Communications. And follow the links. You'll find out more about her, her wonderful indie life, the things she's doing. And um, join us next week when we talk to another professional independent.